The film and TV show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. We're on Express Elevator to Hell, going down. We better get back because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. away from her you bitch Hello, good evening and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S., on this very, very snowy Monday evening. <laughs> um, let's hope we don't get trapped here. Um, okay, so I am joined, as you can tell by the laugh, I'm joined by Alex. Hello, yeah. Alex. Hi there, how's it going? Yeah, not Other too than, bad. Uh, the imminent snow in that we're about to have. I know, the beast from the east, eh? <laughs> Blimey. Um, okay, so as you may well hear from the music and from the intro uh, and from what we said last week, we are talking about the Aliens franchise this week. Mm. So we are going to be talking about all of the Aliens films, not including Alien vs. Predator because we did that last week. Um, and then yeah. next week we are going to be doing the um, uh, pitch a Alien vs. Predator film. Yeah. So we're going to look at that and we're going yeah, to come up with an idea. A difficult one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How can we pitch a better version of Alien vs. Predator? So well, we are, we are going to do that next week. Um, I'm wearing my usual garb from Sorella Print, which mm-hmm. you can buy all your um, custom T-shirts and everything else from there, and they are also um, a very valued um, sponsor of the Lowdown Film Festival as well. If you don't know what that is, please find it on Twitter at LowdownFF for more information. Um, if you are following us on Twitter, thank you very much. If not, it's at the FTV Show. Facebook is FTV Show. And we also have Instagram, Film and TV Show as well, so you can follow us on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, thank you very, very much. Uh, we're only about 150-something odd away from 40,000 subscribers. So thank you so much for that, guys. We massively appreciate it. Uh, we'd also really appreciate it if you leave us a review. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, we've had none this week, so I can't read any out because no one's given us any reviews. So if you do give us a review, we will read it out. So please, please give us a review. Stick your Twitter handle in there as well so at least we know um, what your Twitter handle is and then we can uh, we can give you a shout-out, which will be great. Right. Let's get straight okay. to it then. Okay, so uh, I actually watched. <laughs> I actually watched some of the Alien films. I watched Alien 3 last night. And, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a hard one to get through because it has Charles Dance in it, which is one of my favourite actors of all time. Yep. But my God, is that a hard struggle to get through? Like, it's just slow. It's not very engaging. Um, it really feels like the whole cast is sort of just phoning it in. And um, yeah, you can see the magic... Uh, it, is not there anymore after aliens uh it seems like they they just they put that movie out to make money and it really didn't work yeah i know 
Well, mm. if we let, let's start from the beginning then. Let's yeah, start. Yeah, let's from, go back to the good stuff. Let's go. Let's go back to Alien. <laughs> so, um, Alien, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, Ridley Scott, mm. one uh, yep. fantastic film, and a film that holds up over time as well. I think it's it's actually a really really good film. Yeah. Um, yeah which, which is I, I sound surprised, but I'm really really not. But um, but yeah, it it is a really really good film, and you know. It's it's one of those films that you can watch over and over again, even if you know you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those uh, quintessential horror movies where um, it will it will get you every time. There is just a, a serious feeling of claustrophobia and um, tense pressure, like something's creeping over your shoulder whilst you're watching it, uh, and that is just phenomenal uh, as. Uh, as a director, to uh, achieve that on multiple viewings of the same movie, because uh, there's there's plenty of movies that out there at the moment that try and use the shock uh, and this you know the jump scares and everything to try and catch you out. And but after you've seen that like once or twice, yeah, uh, it doesn't affect you. No, it, and, it just gets boring. Yeah, and the fact is that uh, it's become so overused now and so cliche almost that uh, you get parody, parodies of it in most modern films now, uh, just from people walking up very close to the uh, the camera and it's sort of panning suddenly to their faces and they're like, oh, what are you scared of? It's like absolutely nothing yeah, because it's a I cheap know. trick. Uh, whereas um, when you have Ridley Scott at the helm or something, uh, uh, in 1979 at least, um, it, it, it did the job. But it was really, it, it was really kind of suspenseful mm. wasn't it it kind of built yeah, it from definitely. the very very beginning you know when they wake up from cryo yeah. they're at lv426 instead of being where they're supposed to be mm. and and you know that they make all the initial and we don't even see really anything you see you, you get a glimpse of the face hugger and everything yeah um on kane's face when they find him and then also uh when he's back on the nostromo yeah but then you kind of think nothing of it for what 15 20 minutes of the film it's yep. kind of like oh okay, and then all of a sudden he's at the dinner table. I and... would have, I would absolutely have killed to have been in the first cinema showing of this and not known what I was watching, other than it was just called Alien. Because, yeah. uh, as you said, like you've got this, um, you got like a, as Andrew said last week as well. It's nearly an hour and f- uh, an hour and uh, change of uh, them just doing their job or just sort of. Doing the standard exploration, you get some character interaction between all of them. Um, There's something iffy about one of the crew members, so you're like, oh, I wonder if he's the alien. Um, And then you've obviously got the face hugger. uh, When they bring it in, um, they do try and operate and get it off him. But But then it just tightens around his neck. And then suddenly it just dies. And uh, I would have loved to have been in that first showing and been like, oh, it has literally just died. Oh, I, I guess that's the end of the movie. Yeah, that, that's what John you would Hurt hope. Seems fine. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Then it kicks off. But yeah, like uh, as I was saying before, like um, you have the uh, the android in there, Ash. Who, yeah, who's not even revealed to be an android until. Way I know, later. right? But how good? How good is that? Mm. That that you kind of you're going along, you're watching this, and you think he's a normal human, and then when he gets messed up, he's an android, and it's like. Oh my god, he's a friggin' android. And apparently the way that they got that recreation of the android blood was, uh, uh, I think it was like um, mouldy milk 
Yeah, it so was. So the actor had to literally just keep swigging this moldy milk and holding it in his mouth for the uh, shots, and they had to do it like a number of times. And yeah, uh, I think yeah, he was just absolutely adamant it, that he wasn't going to come back and do that. His name was Ian something, wasn't it? Ian Holm. That's it, Ian Holm. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic, and it's brilliant. I just like, I, I just like how he just starts to go back, batshit crazy. Yes, he just kind of goes, yeah, goes mad, full loopy, like uh, yeah, yeah. Someone needs to uh, reboot him, like switch, <laughs> switch yeah, him off, and switch on him and off on. again. Yeah, but th- that's the beauty of of the film is you don't really see the xenomorph until what an hour into the film. Oh, even further than that, um, because you've got the I'd say hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, because um, you've got the baby first yeah. that, that bursts out of John Hurt's chest. And then <laughs> when I watched it again and you see it running across the table, you can yeah. see that it's literally stuck on the table. And it's, got, it's, it's like on one of those little car things where you put your cars yeah. and it flings off. Literally one of those. And it's like, <laughs> it looks so dire now. But back then you'd have been like, holy crap. Yeah, it's, it's monstrous. And yeah. um, uh, a lot of it is down to the effects and down to H.R. Geiger for his influences yeah. in the movie with... Uh, all of his artwork uh, going into the concepts and, uh, you know, taking uh, sexuality and um, the human body and twisting it into something completely dark and monstrous. And Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is, I mean, when you... It's a true you, nightmare. When you, it is an absolute nightmare. I mean, when you, when you look back, you know, 1979, there was nothing. You had Star Wars and, you know, you had all of that mm. out. You never really had anything... Sinister. I mean, you had Friday the Thirteenth, and you had all of that jazz and everything. Oh yeah, the uh, classic sort of Halloween movies. Yeah, almost. but you never had you never had anything to really kind of build up the suspense and really get at you. And then obviously Ridley Scott chucks out Alien, mm. and you just think, oh my god, this is like something completely out there. Even the even down to the Xenomorph, when you had the guy was dressed in the actual suit. Yeah, and. You know, now in the in the more recent films, they don't have that. It's all CGI. But yeah. back then, it was some guy in a suit, and you mm. could tell because it was it wasn't as tall as you would think as it is in the other films. Yeah. Um, it's also, um, they did loads of testing on how it would walk, and yeah, uh, they even had like um, a sort of body, uh, uh, what they call body morpher. Uh, they can basically like twist their ligaments and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they had him like walking on like in reverse almost uh so his legs would be in front and his arms were behind him okay uh, and it was very odd uh, almost like a crab um but they decided to go for the more classic sort of animal pose like front leaning forwards yeah. rather than the reverse style but uh yeah it was obviously one of those things where they they had the costume they had the uh, design that they wanted to go for they just didn't know how to really put the creature into movement uh, yeah. And they just did sort of trial by error sort of thing of what looked best on the camera, how they could how they could make this thing move and look animalistic without being too too weird, too mm. crazy. And yeah, they really nailed it in in the end product. Uh, I grew up in the nineties, uh, much the same as you, and uh, I remember growing up and uh, seeing this advertised in places because even then it was it was already on video, yeah, and then later on DVD. And then they started bringing out the sequels and everything. But uh, I all already knew, like, from the limited information that I gained as a child, that that is something I would not watch until I was a teen, at least. Because, yeah, yeah I was stupid enough to watch things like Freddy versus Jason. Oh, God, like, yeah, I watched all of that when I was yeah, younger. And that didn't really phase me. Well, Friday, um, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street gave me a few sleep, uh, sleepless, sleepless nights. But uh, Alien... 
Yeah, that messed me up as an adult. <laughs> yeah, it, it messed me up as well. So, okay, just randomly guys walk into the <laughs> studio. Brilliant. Um, here's a fact for you. Obviously, I, and, and, and I know this anyway, but the cargo ship, Nostromo, yeah. was named after a Joseph Conrad novel. Oh, okay. Called Nostromo, which was really, really random. Um, they just took their, they, they, they liked the name, so they took it. Yeah. Um, Veronica Cartwright, who played uh, Lambert, she actually read for the part of Ripley and assumed that she had the role of Ripley until she turned up for fittings and found out she was playing Lambert. Wow. I know, right? How bad is that? It's like... How did she not sort of figure that one out? No idea. Well, she read, let's say she read yeah. for Ripley and then she they, turned up and they'd cast her as Lambert. That's weird. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Um, but... Yeah, it's just really, really random. Um, There was an ending in which Ripley's final confrontation with the alien ends with the creature biting off her head. Yes, and I've heard that... How good would that have been? I've heard that the final sort of log entry would have been the alien mimicking her voice or something weird like that, which is is even weirder as a concept, but yeah. Yeah, I'd heard about that one where uh, Ripley's supposed to die in the first. It's um, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it, 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 it would have been good because I would have done it as she's doing the um, this is the final blah 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 blah, yeah. signing off. Ripley signing off, and then it's like whoosh, and then takes her head off. Then yeah, and that would have been sweet. That would have been better. Rather that would have been sweet. Yeah, because if it was her, if it was her doing it, and then kills her literally just after she finishes. Now that would have been an award worthy ending. Hmm. But she actually got she actually got nominated for an award in Aliens, which we'll get to in a bit. She got yeah. oh, she got she got nominated for Best Actress. See, I love Aliens. That's I wouldn't if I had the option between watching Alien and Aliens. Aliens all day yeah, long. Yeah, it's just so much more enjoyable. Uh, I think it's just because there's quite a lot of action in it as well, so it makes it more of a, a rewarding watch. Uh, I don't know that that's just my personal opinion though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aliens, awesome movie. Yeah. And uh, we'll be, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Just quickly, right? The best scene in Alien is the chest bursting scene because obviously John Hurt is writhing around and everything, right? Yeah. He's writhing, he's obviously in agony. Yeah. When they were filming that and the alien burst forth, there were stagehands that pumped geysers full of fake blood through, <laughs> through a fake hole, right? Yeah. One of it hit Veronica Cartwright in the face. And she passed out. What, just thinking it was just real blood? Sparko or? passed out. Oh, just part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, obviously, mm. was too too taken aback by the whole thing. Because obviously, when they first did it, they didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. unaware of what was happening. Because Ridley Scott left out a lot of the information. Um, initial information out of their scripts. So, so they when didn't... John Hurt starts writhing around, they're all freaking out. And yeah, then, and they don't know what... he starts bleeding from the chest. <laughs> yeah, and they don't know what's going on. Because he wanted, and Ridley Scott said, that he wanted to get genuine reactions, mm. genuine scared reactions. So he didn't tell them what was happening. He blanked out most of that. So obviously when it happened, she got hit in the eye, just passed out. Yeah. It's like, and to be fair, like, most people would pass out at, at, at that, to be perfectly honest. Yes, yeah, definitely. You know? Um, but yeah, how... That's just... Weird. I mean, when you think back 1979 and all the all the props are handmade, it was all, you know, yeah. practical puppets. It was no... Giant sets being built. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's just... No green screen. Uh, well, very little green screen, uh, if yeah. any. 
Well, yeah, I'd probably say if any, to be honest, I'd be I'd be surprised. I think for the outside shots of the Nostromo as they're doing like flybys and things like that, probably um, models uh, on green screen then, but um, very limited use. Yeah. But yeah, fantastic movie and fan, uh, just it's one of those things that stands out from the past that yeah you had star wars uh, that was very very much the same with its costumes props and like creatures you had aliens all of the old school movies uh i think there there is a serious lack of realism in the new movies purely because they choose to use these green screens cgi monsters and things like that and they just look too clean or um too shiny yeah like they're made out of plastic yeah, and I think that's what you see and you can tell in a lot of those films. Whereas, because mm. Alien is quite dark and dingy, yeah. it's you, you can't tell by, especially when you see the Xenomorph, you can't tell straight away that it is it is a bloke in a suit. There's a part, there is a part in it when you can actually see some gaps missing in some of the armour. Yeah. And you can see that there's a guy in it, which you only can see that now because of the, the 4K... Yeah. Uh, upgrade and the Blu-ray part of it, where they've you know that they've increased the the actual resolution. resolution and stuff, so you can see it. So it makes it a lot easier to spot. But even then, unless you know you're looking for, you're not going to see it. Exactly. You're not going to see it. So, um, but yeah, it, uh, it absolutely fantastic. I, I love Alien. I think it's a mm. great film. But for me, Aliens would be far far better. It, well, it is. It's a far far superior film. And we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll play some music um, and then we'll, we'll be right back. Like you. 
reasons unknown, the Nostromo set down on LV-426, an unsurveyed planet at that time, that it resumed its course and was subsequently set for self-destruct by you for reasons unknown. Not for reasons unknown. I can't lie to you about your chances, but you have my sympathies. Hey, Vasquez, have you ever been mistaken for a man? No. Have you? How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? And there you go. Just like that, it ends. Mm. So just straight out of there. So uh, a little bit of Blink One Eight Two and the All Brats there, Martian Girl, as well. So we're gonna um, we're we're gonna talk about aliens now. But I have uh, I, I have a, a, a direct quote here. Okay. okay from uh, Lieutenant Gorman. Yep. And Sergeant Apone. Now listen up. I want this thing to go smooth and by the numbers. All right, sweethearts, you heard the man and you know the drill. Assholes and elbows. So there you go. we got to do it smooth and by the numbers. <laughs> so, oh, that movie. Uh, so do good. you know what? It's, uh, Aliens is so good. And it should rightly hold the mantle of best sequel 
to mm. any film ever. And yeah. I'm sorry, I'd put that over The Godfather's Part Two. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where they, like, whoever was in charge of making that movie, uh, had such a good head on their shoulders, considering they they literally probably sat in a board meeting at one point and thought, shall we just do the same as the first one? And then someone said, no, lightning doesn't strike twice. We need to go in a completely different direction. Yep. Let's take it uh, and make it an allegory for the Vietnam War. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, <laughs> I just would love to have seen some of their faces turn and be like, what? Uh, but no, like fantastic, uh, suspenseful uh, action movie with great hol- horror elements but at the same time not only uh not only just um delivering a great narrative uh but also great acting as well from uh at the time not very uh well-known actors either no i think the only one that was more well-known was was most well-known was, was, Ripley. Uh, was yeah. yeah sigourney weaver i think she was the only one because you had bill paxton yeah as as hudson he was probably peace. the only other person that i could would have at, at that time considered, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you had Lance similar. Henriksen as Bishop and Michael Bean, I guess, uh, from like the Terminator. Yeah, but they weren't all massively known. Yeah, no, they, they were, were. They were people you would look at and you think, oh, that was that guy in that yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, they weren't like, like like how we would see with film stars now. We were like, oh, that's such and such from this film and that film, and you know, whereas it, it you know, that they, they weren't that well known. But it was, and I actually saw mm. something on YouTube today. Um, Biden, the time when I was uh, waiting for a meeting, and um, and they said that effectively, aliens too, aliens, <laughs> aliens too, aliens, yeah, is uh, is, is an action film. It's a straight up action film. It's horror, mm. but it's a straight up action film. And and what they said was that the beauty of it, not just by sticking an S on the end of it, but they also made it a lot better. The script was better. Mm. The um, the overall scenery was better. The settings were better. Yeah. The cinematography, the production, which, you know, considering the great Ridley Scott did the first one, it's high praise for James Cameron and his team yeah. um, for doing that because, you know, they were taking on literally probably one of the best films that was ever made at the time when Alien came yeah. out. And attempting to make a sequel and hope, yeah. hoping that it did as well. And it, it did. Um, there is just so many iconic things in Aliens uh, in itself. Even going down to just the uh, props level, we're talking the pulse rifle. Yeah, uh, is now synonymous with like sci-fi weaponry. Uh, it's up there with things like phasers and lightsabers. Yeah, um, you've got the uh, motion detector. That noise is iconic. Oh, just that noise, that blipping as uh, yeah. something's arriving. That that is uh, amazing. You've got the turrets themselves, the uh, automated yeah. turrets. Those are those are fairly um, up there. Just like, yeah, everything. The the weird sort of tank car thing that they used, or the, uh, the even, helmets. Yeah, even even the helmets and the the body cams and everything as yeah. well that they had on, you know, and the headsets and even the the helicopter slash plane, mm. which. When you look at it, it looks very, very similar to what they use in Stargate when they take yeah. a gold yeah, uh, a gold pilot and, and they mix it, it with the um tech. Yeah, yeah, whatever it's called. I can't think the the uh, the XF whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it, it looks very similar to that, which is which is it obviously shows that it was ahead of its time. But the best thing about the film is the quotes. 
because oh, yeah. there are just there are just quotes after quotes. I was looking for bits to go in between the music, which make sure you do listen to to the songs and you listen in between the songs because there are quotes just spliced in between there as well, which is brilliant. But not yeah. only do you have the the very well the most uh, wrongly quoted uh, bit where because people always say it's stay away from her. Oh yeah, it's get away. But it's get away from her, and people yeah. always say stay away. And now I've seen so many people say no, stay. Away. No, trust me. It's get away from her. Yeah, if you don't fancy watching Aliens, watch uh, Paul because it has the exact same quote in it. Yep. Uh, against Sigourney uh, Weaver, actually. Uh, but yeah, it is get away from her. And like, uh, there are so many lines and there's not a single time that I can go to like Laser Force or Laser Tag. You go anywhere and probably at the end of the match, it's going to play uh, uh, the Hicks line of... Um, uh, what's it game over man game over yeah. and things like that uh you get that in video games um i can't go airsofting without having someone turn to me and say is it an old-fashioned bug hunt and things like yep. that it's just yeah it, it's a classic movie and it's not going to go away because you know people say these lines to their kids and things like that they'll pick up on it they won't understand it but they'll use it in their uh, vocabulary yeah and it's just it's just so awesome and I really, really, really hope it doesn't get the uh, Hollywood treatment of having some band of, uh, you know, like a terrible director c- grab some, uh, you know, model slash actors uh, and then just blast it on the screen with CGI and tries to remake Aliens because that's gonna that's gonna kill myself. Do you know what? It, it it would probably cause more of an uproar than what they've done with all the other remakes they've done so far because yeah because touching touching Aliens will be like redoing the Godfather films. And I know... You just just don't. It's one of those things that it speaks for itself at the time that it was made. Uh, And I don't think we need an allegory for uh, any further sort of wars that we've had so far, like the uh, Iraq War or things like that, that need to be brought up to the present and uh, readjusted with uh, the use of aliens in it. I think at the time... uh, aliens as itself uh commenting on the fact that you had these american gis going into vietnam with uh what they thought was the best technology the best weaponry and they go up against an alien force uh, yep. that basically uses the environment to uh just completely overpower them and uh, outnumber them and yeah i i really just hope that they they can understand that that is hollywood gold they just need to put it in on their shelf say my God, didn't we do a good job there? And just leave it alone and not make a remake because they ruined Robocop. And, oh, uh, God, yeah. We yeah. don't need any more of those sort no. of mistakes. No, I I just love... Uh, the one character that I do love, apart from Hudson and, and Hicks, because I love both of oh, those. Oh, yeah, Hudson and Hicks. I love Hudson and Hicks. It's like, Hudson, no, I'm Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> but apart from those two, I really love Vasquez. Yeah, played by the awesome Jeanette Goldstein, because it's so mm. it, it's not her fault, but it is just so. Nowadays, you would get absolutely rinsed if you saw someone doing playing it like that. It reminds me very much of Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, it, of, of the it way is that over she the top the way that she played the character, and I just and I think. I know that she was given a certain thing, and back then it was probably okay in the yeah. 80s, and I'm surprised that people haven't said, oh, that's not right, you can't do that. But she played it so brilliantly, and it was so cliched. Everything about it was so cliched. Mm. 
Um, at the same time, it was still quite empowering because it wasn't like she was just um, uh, a weak female character. No, she was she a was really strong. One of the strongest. Yeah, well, it, if not the strongest, because she was totally badass. She was totally like, I don't, I really don't care. And, mm. you know, she was pretty much one of the lads. Yeah. If not the head lads. I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. It's like you ever been mistaken for a man? No, have you? <laughs> just like, Marr. but yeah, it, 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 she's one of my favorite, my one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I think in Aliens, um, the, the the name of the film though goes to Private Spunkmeyer. <laughs> Hats off to Private Spunkmeyer wow. there. Yeah. Um, uh, whoever decided to chuck that in there was obviously having a massive giggle at themselves. Yeah, let's see how far we can push this, because <laughs> <laughs> he was the uh, the co pilot. With uh, Lieutenant or Corporal Farrow on the uh, on, on the machine, the yeah. the flying thing. Um, so yeah, it, but it it is so quotable. There are so many things, and you would have heard one from the top. Actually, most of the quotes that you'll hear uh, that have played in some of the show, in, in some of the songs and stuff are from Aliens because it's the only film with decent quotes where people will actually remember them and actually mm. know where where they come from. You know, you can't. You, it, that, that's the proof. That's the proof. It's such a good film. Is that it's yeah. so quotable, and there aren't many films where people can be like, "I know where that from. I know that." And you can go through and you can do it all the time. Yeah. Um, some facts about Aliens. Sigourney Weaver was paid thirty-five thousand dollars for Alien. That's so low, right? Like... <laughs> she was paid a million pounds for the sequel. Yeah. Uh, so a million dollars for the sequel. How bad is that? Um, all the alien slime and draw was KY jelly, yep, and they <laughs> they went through twelve uh, twelve tons. Yeah, because they had the alien queen at the end of it, so yeah. she would have. Um... They went through twelve tons of <laughs> KY jelly, which is absolutely mad. Um, the actors that were playing um, the space marines were actually they were real marines at some point. At some point in their life. Some point in their life, they were real that marines. Is, that is awesome. Um, I did not know which that. Is, which is pretty awesome. They'd obviously done, they'd worked in, you know, gone to the marines and been in there. Yeah. Not the main characters, but the peripherals were oh, all yeah. marines, all proper marines, which That's is cool. pretty awesome. Um, let me have a look. Oh, <laughs> the set where the alien nest is found, yeah. right, shows up in Tim Burton's Batman. That's, that's crazy. It's a defunct power station called Acton Lane. Okay, yeah. And it later shows up as Axis Chemicals. And mm. it's where Jack Napier falls into some acid and becomes the Joker in 1989's Batman. That is cool. I did Which not is, know that. And that was only three years, up, three years after the film was made, because obviously it was in mm. uh, 1986. Um, yeah. Newt is 12 years old in the film, but in the, the book, the novelization around it, she's only six. So that's a that's a difference. Cause obviously, Aliens was was based on a book. Someone yeah. wrote a book afterwards. They wrote um, it, it was a novelization of it. Hmm. Someone obviously done it after the original. Um, yeah, there's uh, part of the reason that Aliens is so good is that James Cameron used the Terminator as practice. <laughs> I kid you not. This is one of okay. the okay. Yeah, and, and um, this is from Mental Floss. Okay. Um, and this is a direct quote from Cameron. I was thinking of Terminator as a movie no one would see, so I could work on some things that I would use on Aliens. That's cool. Which is pretty awesome, to be fair. And Terminator turns out to be one of the best films James ever, Cameron anyway. is such a lucky person because he does things that just turn out to be absolute gold from, like, 
just winging it yeah. basically oh um i'd like to go and see the titanic so i'll make a movie about it so uh just so that the co- uh, company will sponsor me and my private submarine to yeah. go down and have i know look. right <laughs> and then obviously it takes off and then oh yeah yeah i'll just make terminator as like a, a little thing that i can test out some ideas and oh yeah that's also really really popular <laughs> yeah i know it's mad absolutely mad um the woman who played new carrie hen that was the only acting she ever did in her life was was wow. as new and that was it she never did any more at all which is really odd yeah that is quite odd um sigourney weaver didn't want to use a gun she's not a fan and she lobbied against Cameron to let Ripley go the entire film without using a film, without using a gun. Well, she she only uses it really to attack the eggs. Uh, yeah, right at the very right at the end. Yeah, but uh, oh no, she does kill a few of the aliens that come out to try and protect the eggs. But um, yeah. and she, uh, she shoots it where it's, is it her that shoots it when it gets uh, Hicks in the is it Hicks in the face or one of them gets burnt in the face? Oh, it's one of them that uses sh- a shotgun. Oh it's right, like, yeah, I'm sure it's close her. Encounters. I'm sure it's her. But um, James Horner, who did the score, he had three weeks, three weeks to write the whole score for Aliens. He did. Three weeks. He did a damn good job. Yeah. Because the theme tune is, is one I used at the beginning. Yeah. Is the better of all of them. It's the best out of all of them. Yeah. There's there's a few um, old school uh, musical directors: John Williams, James Horner. Uh, uh, I think there's James Newton Howard as well and Hans yes, Zimmer. Yeah. Uh, they're the sort of classical ones that I think they could they could literally put pen, uh, pen to paper and just create amazing soundtracks yeah. for anything. Um, but yeah, James Warner did a fantastic job in three weeks to make that. <laughs> and obviously Aliens is where Sigourney Weaver got her nomination for Best Actress in 1987. Yeah. She didn't win, but she got nominated for it and it, got, it, it did win <laughs> Best like, Visual Effects and Best uh, Score. And like uh, in Tropic Thunder, it's always nice to be nominated. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's always nice to be nominated. Um, yeah, so Apone was the real Sergeant Al Matthews. He was hmm. he was a real Marine. Awesome. He was a he was a real Marine. He was the first Black Marine to be promoted to the rank of Sergeant in the film during uh, in the field during Vietnam. That's awesome. Which is proper awesome. And Al Matthews is still alive today, thank God, because he's he is brilliant. He, so, he was uh, really good. I loved Apone. I thought he was a great character, absolutely great character. But mm. yeah, it's um, it, you know, it, it's just one of those films that is phenomenal. You just can't you, you can't knock it. It's, it. It is the best sequel film ever, and it sets the bar for all of the others. And we'll you know we, we can start talking about some of the others now. <laughs> Um, Ooh, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm do gonna we play, have to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play these songs, and then when we get back, um, we'll talk about the others. Yeah. And I say the others because that's how we're gonna call them.
can't smell a thing You watch your feet It cracks in the pavement And up above the aliens hover Making home movies For the folks back home All these weird creatures who lock up their spirits Draw holes in themselves And live for the secrets They're all so Down in a country lane Late at night When I'm driving Take me on board Their beautiful ship Show me the world As I love to see it. I tell
All right, sweetheart, so what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. Hey, what are you doing, man? Hey, what are you doing? Don't Come on, quit messing around, around Drake. Come on. Bishop? Hey, man. Do it, Bishop. Hey, not me, man. Yeah, you. Hey, come on, quit messing around. Don't move. Come on. Trust me. I only need to know one thing. Where they are. Anytime, anywhere. Right, right. Somebody said alien. She thought they said illegal alien and signed up. This installation has a substantial dollar value attached to it. They can bill me.
Now, see, if you listen to last mm. week's show, <laughs> you, and, well, you know that we like a good musical. Yeah, and that is, uh, um, <laughs> that, that is by the Lamb Brothers on, uh, uh, on YouTube, and it is Aliens the Musical. Uh, there is an animated one, which is hilarious, and it's done to the, uh, to the music of uh, Poker Face, I believe, um, or one of Lady Gaga's songs. It's hilarious, but... Uh, yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there. The first one is uh, classic subterranean homesick alien by Radiohead, mm-hmm. uh, the acoustic version, and it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal song. Um, so let's talk about the other alien films while we've got uh, fifteen minutes left. <laughs> okay, um, let's do this. <laughs> so Aliens Free is terrible. Yeah, uh, um, kills off Newt and Hicks before you even before see them. you even see them, and it's just a way of uh, getting rid of Bill Paxton because not Bill Paxton, uh, not Bill Paxton, Michael Bean. Michael, that's right, yeah, because yeah, he plays... Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, even though he's technically still alive because they're talking about doing another film with Hicks, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, don't even ask me. Like, um, I know, right? They'll do a prequel where they'll explain what they meant by old-fashioned bug hunt and it'll be something really boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where a xenomorph pops up at the very end, just like uh, our little segue into Prometheus. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Oh, no. We've yeah. got resurrection to get through We've got well. resurrection to get through first. But the third one is where she crash lands... On a, uh, on a prison planet full of blokes, and you've got the likes of um, Charles Dance, Charles Dance, who's uh, underused and killed off halfway through the film. Yeah, uh, Thingy McCann, who played Doctor Who in the film. Yep. Um, God, you've got there's loads of people that you've got. You've got uh, Lance Henriksen who again comes back as Bishop, even mm-hmm. though technically he should have been destroyed. Paul McCann, his name. You've got Brian Glover, Ralph Brown, Danny Webb, Pete Postlewaite. <laughs> is in there as well. Yeah. Um, Charles S. Dutton. You've not, apart from obviously Charles Dance, there's not really anybody in there. And it's an all male prison. She obviously has to uh, sculpt her head. Um, yeah. You know, she looks like a bit of a man anyway, so it doesn't really hurt that she sculpts her head. And and then she uh, and then she realizes that she's got uh, an alien yeah. gestating inside of her, so she ends up, uh, spoiler alert, killing herself by jumping into a fiery pit just as the alien bursts out of her chest. But she, she grabs, grabs hold of it yeah. to burn it, um, and and that was it. It was really pretty crap, weren't it? It was an. I, well, the only reason I like Alien Resurrection is because it doesn't let the series go out on that note, which is a terrible note. It is, but then Alien Resurrection doesn't really do all that much better. It's a self-contained parody of sorts. It's, yeah. It it doesn't take itself seriously. Um, the storyline is pretty garbage to say that uh, they resurrected... Well, they cloned her from blood that was left over from the burn. Are you telling me, right? Yeah. It must be done by the same people that, that, that found a passport that didn't get burnt up from jet fuel. But that's a, a completely different type of podcast to go yeah, through. Yeah, let's not go on to Let's that, not go on yeah. to that. But anyway, it must be the same type of people because you kept telling me that blood can sustain itself from that fire. I mean, they even said it was, what, something like, tw- tw- uh, what, 2,000 degrees? 3,000 degrees, something like that. I'm not going to get into it because it's just garbage. Yeah, but, um, but they basically took her blood. They cloned her with the alien inside of her. Yes, although they separate, well... Well, no, they, they separated, did... yeah, they grew it in her, but then separated the alien, but she still had the blood and everything, and she wasn't quite yeah. it was herself. Like, it was kind of um, 
like they'd both like not only the queen but also herself had been cross uh dna spliced so effectively she had the alien blood uh, and some sort of like otherworldly uh supernatural abilities uh, and the alien queen had a human womb uh, where she grew spoiler alert the uh human alien hybrid that was yeah disgusting it was absolutely disgusting because it ate it ate uh another human didn't it like literally yeah. sunk it it had like human type teeth and just sunk its its uh, mouth onto yeah. the the skull of someone and it killed it, the queen as well uh really quickly yeah just, literally like, just knocked her head off knocked her head off yeah it was just <clears throat> it was ran rancid but you have i mean you've got quite a stellar cast in resurrection because you've yeah, got definitely. you've got Ron Perlman Winona Ryder Dominic uh Pinon Brad Brad uh, Brad Dourif, I'll get that out in a minute. Uh, Gary Durden, um, Michael Wincott, yep, and obviously you had uh, Raymond Cruz and Sigourney Weaver. You had quite a, a strong cast in that. It was kind of like a. It seemed to me a bit like a vanity film, to be perfectly honest. And like you say, it was a parody. It was a parody mm. of, I would say, of aliens it, more than anything. I yeah, think it had this group of. Not sure if they're criminals, not sure if they're mercenaries, not sure if they're military. Uh, it was just almost as though a little passion project someone had thought, let's not let let it end on Alien 3. The first two were really popular. Let's try and bring it back and do something interesting. Yeah. And I do, I do applaud them for trying, but at the same time, it wasn't very scary and it wasn't very entertaining. It was intriguing, um, but certainly... Uh, followed too many of the plot points of before yeah it was just basically going over the same sort of stuff and just yeah. rehashing it because it was done in 97 so 10 years yeah. 11 years after aliens i was only seven years old no. <laughs> i was i was older than that yeah um but yeah i mean the, the one great fact i love from resurrection is that when sigourney weaver ripley is playing basketball and yes, she throws yeah. it over her head <laughs> And sinks it, nothing but net. That was one take, one yeah. shot, nailed it. And the reactions you get from the likes of Winona Ryder, um, Ron, Perlman. Ron Perlman, everyone else, their, their shock is that literally. they did not expect it. And it was, <laughs> it, it was literally perfect. It was just like swish, nothing but. Um, but it, it just got silly, you know. Yeah. She, I mean, even in the film, she couldn't write, she couldn't read, she couldn't talk. And then all of a sudden, like literally out of nowhere, Superman. she was like, she could talk low, she could like uh, talk like, normal sentences, she could string a paragraph together, and then all of a sudden she turns back into normal Ripley, but not normal Ripley, and it's still a little bit psycho, and you know, she hears the calling of the Queen and she follows it like the Pied Piper or whatever, and you just think, oh my God, this is garbage. But it's little, certainly weird. But little did we know that it was substantially better than what was to come. <laughs> I don't have as much of a problem with Prometheus as you do. Uh, like I said during the break, I think it could have been a fantastic film if they just left the Alien franchise out of it and tried to create something brand new uh, with some different themes and different uh, ideas. Yeah. But they did have to bring uh, Alien back into it just to try and make some additional money. Uh, I think generally, I quite like uh, the lead actress. I think it's Numi Rapace. Numi Rapace, yeah. Uh, I think she's uh, a talented actress, and she does a really good Absolutely. job. Absolutely, yeah, she is very, very talented. It's just a shame that she's stuck with the uh, the awful sure. Michael Fassbender. I don't. Th well, I I quite liked Michael Fassbender in that. He seemed to play 
sort of inhuman robot that doesn't feel i think in prometheus he did uh, a good job i think Charlize theron was terrible uh she comes across more of a robot than michael fassbender does yeah. at points um and who whoever learnt to run away from a big circular object like that i do not know uh <laughs> But um, Idris Elba's in there. Um, yeah, he's underused. However, I think he needed a larger part, but we didn't. We didn't get. We don't. Uh, Hollywood doesn't seem to show much love to Idris Elba. I don't know. I why. don't know why because he's phenomenal. Yeah, you he, know, you've only got to sit and watch Luther, and you can just see it. I mean, thankfully yeah. that's coming back on TV, so exactly brilliant. But yeah, they don't seem to show a lot of love for Idris Elba for some reason. Yeah, they put him opposite Matthew McConaughey most recently in that Dark Tower, which was terrible. Yeah, that um, was a horrible reboot, a horrible make of the book. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, yeah, I think it was just, it was some interesting uh, ideas for lore, but it left the audience, I think, generally with far more questions than answers, which I yeah. don't think is very good uh, because it does feel just like a big sequel bait. Yeah, it, see, what bugs me most about Prometheus, right, is that it's taken it, it's taken some of the some of the alien law and the alien canon mm. and has manipulated it to suit its own purpose. The, the the script for it is so shoddy; it's weak. Yeah, you know the the interaction and the chemistry between between the the characters and the actors you can't you don't feel it. Whereas when you look back at even Resurrection, they had a like a camaraderie, they had yeah. a, a chemistry, on, and you could feel it from the you know f- as an audience member, you could That's feel exactly that. Exactly right, yeah. Because Whereas Prometheus, it had nothing. It was cold. It was the only time you ever felt something was Idris Elba with his pilot crew. Yeah, uh, when they're about to sacrifice himself. Yeah, uh, and Numi has, has to literally like convince him to give his life. Yeah, uh, and that's the only point that you're like, wow, this is this could actually go somewhere. This is quite touching, uh, and then obviously, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, they, yeah, they do die, um, and they do bring the ship down. So they do, in a way, save the uh, save everyone, but it just feels a little empty because you yeah. didn't get to know these people long enough to actually build up any sort of a connection with them on screen. And that's the thing is that they don't they get the screen time, but it's wasted. You don't, you, like you say, you don't build that, that those feelings and those emotions towards a character. It's kind of like, oh yeah, they died. Oh, that's a and shame. I think what's even worse, oh, I properly hold Covenant uh, responsible for this, uh, and everyone that sort of jumped on and said, oh, we hardly got any alien in Prometheus. Well, technically, it wasn't even called Alien to begin with, so you no. should have gone in with asp- uh, sort of anticipation of seeing that on screen. But Alien Covenant covenant is supposed to answer the questions that prometheus asked yeah did it no no oh covenant is probably the worst out of all of the alien films and i'm talking including alien 3 and the alien versus predator films as well because it is just uh it was a debacle it really was from start to finish you've got michael fassbender reprising his role as david uh, and another one and Uh, oh yeah playing two Two characters who he's Eddie Murphying in this movie, yeah, basically. <laughs> but he's not even he's not making it he's not making it unobvious. It's obvious that he's playing two different yeah. people because uh, he's got two different hair colors, guys. I know, right? Uh, it's just a shame he's only got one style of acting, wooden. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's it, it's just ridiculous. You can see what's going to happen a mile off. It's mm-hmm. again the script is weak. There is no there's no consequence th- th- to it. Because no, there isn't. To, to be fair, nothing goes wrong with David's plan. 
because no. everything works for him and the evil aliens win and there's absolutely nothing like this is a this is a no consequence story that you're being told uh you literally are being asked to go to a cinema sit down and watch a movie where nothing matters yeah and um is there anything relevant from prometheus we don't learn anything more about the engineers no we only learn trickles of information about how david's been engineering the aliens to begin with uh, and even then it's so in the dark and so sort of left up to your own devices that there's no real point to it yeah it, it it's basically a folly there's, yeah. there's no need for that film to be made i think it was more um you oh. know a, a, more because of a clamoring because the answers weren't 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 given I think at the end of Prometheus. the people that were behind it uh, saw the first one thought oh, michael fassbender's done well people didn't seem to really care for numia repass so we'll put michael fassbender as the head actor uh, we'll give him two parts this time uh, and yeah. people wanted more aliens so we'll give it to him yeah but even then it. even then the aliens weren't they weren't quite aliens well you got the neomorph and then you got the actual alien yeah and, yeah yeah uh, but it, it, it's just the only thing i hoped for was a fight between the two different kinds of aliens and you didn't even which get you that. didn't get that which you know at least alien versus predator gave you some sort of yeah you know some, <laughs> some sort of sequence around that but you know prometheus and covenant i think were just a way of a milking the franchise be introducing some new lore into a new canon into the film franchise. Need to be it. No, it it didn't answer any questions and it didn't add anything to the actual franchise. At least Alien versus Predator, they while crap as they are, actually gave you something in terms of history. Yes. You know solid history. Yeah. That you didn't need to it was it was horrible exposition in Aliens yeah. versus Predator, but at least it gave you some solid history as to what was happening Yes, it broke continuity in terms of, oh, aliens were on Earth this whole time, despite, you know, yeah. uh, the fear in uh, the original alien and aliens of them getting back to Earth. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, ignoring that, at least it did something right, which was telling the audience rather than uh, trying to get them to guess. Yeah. Uh, and I think the main things that you can take away from the whole series of aliens is if you want to cast someone military... Uh, then go find someone that's been in the military and hire them as a director. You need to do that. Yep. And then also, if you're going to expand law-wise, you make decisions and you stick with them for better or worse, and you don't uh, give sort of vague answers that can be interpreted in multiple different ways. No, you you set you just, your stall out yeah. and you say, this is it, this is how I see it, this is law, this is the or, canon now. On the opposite hand, you just leave it up to the person's imagination complete. Uh, completely and don't elaborate any further because in the original alien you glanced at one engineer uh on lv426 yep. originally uh, and it was left as a completely open question it didn't elaborate any further yeah exactly and it could have been left like that for all time yeah and it's just uh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a shame that such phenomenal beginnings mm. ended up with the most uh awful endings it's one of to those, be honest. It's one of those things that's uh, when you study art or you do art uh, at any sort of level uh, from primary to all the way to you know university and beyond, you're told that once you create a masterpiece, stop. You do not go back and try to touch uh, areas up. You don't try and improve on it because the more you add paint to the canvas, 
the more likelihood you're just going to ruin it. Yeah. And you can see this is happening with the Alien franchise at the moment because they just keep going back, keep trying to add more things to it, and it's just spoiling the entire story. It is. If you could just keep the anthology as one, two, <clears throat> three, and Resurrection, <laughs> then fine. Yeah. Then, then yes, Resurrection isn't the best ending to leave it on, but I would take that over what the endings you get from Prometheus and Covenant. Exactly. So... But anyway, that's the end of the show now. Um, we've uh, we've talked the Alien franchise to death. Obviously, what we can take from that is that Sigourney Weaver is a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Matthews too. Al Matthews is <laughs> amazing, and he was actually a proper Marine. Uh, loads of facts as well. You know, the first, the only take for throwing the basketball over her head, mm-hmm. and that she only got paid thirty five thousand dollars. That's just shocking, right. isn't it? Honestly. <laughs> um, but yes, and and also the aliens is the best sequel mm. of all time. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Yeah. Exclamation mark. I'm not even going to argue it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, next week, we are going to pitch our own uh, script Predator. for... Oh. Well, not script, but our own <laughs> story, story idea. ideas for Alien versus Predator and how we would have done it better mm. uh, and what we would do instead. I've already got cracking mate I've, I've got it nailed i've already got what oh, i want wow. yeah man i've not even started thinking i'm i'm currently in my head just going mm, who should i cast who should i cast <laughs> see i haven't got actors. i haven't got casting oh, but i have got that's where i start mate no 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 <laughs> see I, I no i i've got literally i i've got an idea a storyboard in my mind of what i want to happen <laughs> i might just swing it and do the classic hollywood i'm going to picture a movie that i think would sell <laughs> yes yeah with jeff goldblum with no. jeff goldblum <laughs> yes as uh, dr ian malcolm yes why not and if you don't know what that is listen back to some of our other ones and you'll you'll get what we mean aliens uh, versus predators versus dinosaurs good work life always finds a way <laughs> Anyway, uh, and on that bombshell, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, we'll be back next week with our pitches for Alien vs. Predator. Have a good evening. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off.
Say 